The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Megagoria. Everyone is unsettled every day from what we hear. And yet our lady's bringing us the joy that she has a purpose in this our time, unlike any other time. Yes, you've heard me say these words in so many ways, but we have to recall ourselves and bring us back to that. Our lady is here to change things. Our Lady is not here for the status quo. The way you're living, what you do, what you accept, what you use, how you operate, is not going to continue. How do I know that? Because Our Lady has said that. Our Lady said June 25th, 2019, that's fresh off the press of Heaven's News, that I am preparing you for new times. How do you accept that? That things are going to stay like they are? Why are we coming into a period that it's going to be a new times? Not time, it says S on the end of it. New times. In other words, we're going to be different. We're going to be living different. Why is that important? How big is it? How broad is it? What's included in the new times? Is it expandable? Is it worldwide? Our Lady follows up with that. I am preparing you for new times. To what? 
to renew the face of the earth. Pray, think, and contemplate on that. Because we know we're at war. We know the whole world is at war. She follows up with these words. Satan wants war and hatred. Folks, we're headed to something different, a new world. You will not be living what you're living now. And it's best to change now while you have the opportunity. We've got two clips today. Both of them are different, but they are about the world and how we live. The first one is a parent called Erica, who's been interviewed and debating another man who wrote a parent book and several other things about human behavior. His name is Larry Winget. Larry Winget is pretty sharp. Erica is not. But I'll let you listen to this and we'll go from that point. As students get ready to head back to school, one Florida district in Sarasota is laying out new rules on students' cell phone use. It's in Sarasota County. The elementary students can have their phones, but they must be silenced and put away at all times. Middle schoolers must put phones away, but can use them with teacher permission if it's relevant to the lesson. In high school, students can use phones in between periods and during lunch. So the question is, should schools be allowed to regulate phone use or should that be left up to the parents? Here to debate this is the Pitbull of Personal Development, Larry Wingett, and parenting expert, Erica Katz. Thanks, both of y'all, for being with us. You bet. Erica, you don't have a problem with kids taking their cell phones to school, right? Well, unfortunately, we don't live in the same world that we grew up in. And if there is an incident in school, I want to make sure that my kids can reach me. And if there's an incident outside of school, I want to be able to reach them. There is no worse feeling as a parent than when you can't reach your child. Larry, what are your thoughts? Listen, I think we ought to ban cell phones in schools. We ought to ban them at home during dinner. We ought to ban them in restaurants and movie theaters. We've already banned them in uh, most states in cars because we've proven you can't drive and have your cell phone on at the same time because this is a distraction. It's a distraction for kids to have them in the classroom, too. Now, what if you need it for an emergency? I mean, like Erica brings us a good point. Point. We're living in a different age where we're having school shootings, unfortunately, Larry. What if your child's in that situation and you want to hear from your kid? Well, they've got to dig for it in their backpack. Really? That's going to happen? I don't buy that. Listen, we've already proven, every study tells us that between the ages of 8 and 17, kids are on their devices online between 6 and 9 hours a day. That's plenty of time. The emergency argument is a really remote chance that that's going to happen. Like the old days, you called the office if you wanted your kid. But this isn't the old days, and if you're you're a parent and you've ever tried to reach a school, you go from voicemail to voicemail and it's very hard to reach your child. And as far as thinking that it should be like the old days, no cell phones, I mean, that's just not realistic. And if you're in an emergency situation, you need to have that cell phone. You need your child to be able to reach you. Larry. Again, we're planning for the what if. What if this happens? What if but rarely it does happens? Happen. We can it has happened. ourselves. 
into a, I know, but it happens on such a small percentage of overall. I do not expect my teachers to be regulating whether they get on this cell phone or not and use it. Besides that, from a practical standpoint, I can tell you right now, if I'm a kid and I'm in class, mm -hmm. I will sit there on my phone regardless of what the teacher says. And you know what most kids will do? They will cheat. In about five seconds, I can get the answer to any question in That's the world point. on a cell phone. Hey, Erica, would you, if your kids have cell phones, we were having this debate this morning before the show, would you want to know what your kids are texting to each other? Do you monitor what they're texting? I don't monitor what they're texting because Why don't I do you? like to give them some degree of privacy. They're teenagers. If I think that something's going on or there's something suspicious, I have a conversation with them, but I do not spy on my kids. Larry, how do you feel about this? I believe, Erica, that you live in an <laughs> idealistic world. You know, I wrote a best-selling parenting book, too, and I'm so saying we need to uh, trust but verify. I also believe that great parenting can lead to great kids, and I'm very proud of my kids, and I Aww. talk to them, and I try to get them to talk to me as much as possible, and I do think that you do have to give them some degree of privacy, and if you don't, you're not raising them to be independent. We Erica, want to raise our kids Erica, to I don't be know, independent. I don't know what I'll do when Hayden is that age, but I I kind of want to know what she's talking to her friends about. Is that wrong of me as a parent to want to monitor what they're talking about, especially if I'm paying for the cell phone? Well, I, of course you want to know what they're talking about, but you do have to let them talk to each other and be good friends with their friends and you can't always be listening to everything but if you're always observing and you actually have their friends come to the mm -hmm. house sit and talk to their friends because you learn a lot about yeah, them. Yeah, you do. That's true. But some kids <laughs> don't open up. We need to teach our kids. We need to teach our kids that cell phones are way down the list on what's important. We have a recent study, 22% of millennials have zero friends. It's because they haven't been allowed to interact. I wouldn't pick up my phone right now in the middle of this interview because it would be disrespectful to you. It be, would be disrespectful to the task at hand. But that's we a parenting need to teach issue. Courtesy you and gotta respect. teach your kids courtesy. And you have to teach them that when you go to dinner or you're in a social situation, you do not pick up the Okay. You so. both bring up valid points. You can, but they don't. Thank you. Both of you are bestsellers. Thank both you. of you are great parents. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And so we have a shooting. And Larry says, I got to dig out of my backpack to get the phone. His position is common sense. It's practical. It's not practical what Erica is saying. You're supposed to give your kids privacy. This is garbage. You should be monitoring kids. You form them. You see what they're doing. You want to be nosy that way. Cell phones aren't real. It's not realistic. And what Erica was arguing reminds me of what Jesus said of the people he confronted for different situations, that the position she was having. What is Erica? She's dumb. Can I say that? Can I say Erica is a dingbat? She's a full-fledged idiot? You say no? Well, Jesus said Herod was a fox. He called the Pharisees whitewashed tombs full of dead man bones, blind guides. These are all separate situations. He called them fools. He called them serpents. He called them vipers. He called them liars. He even said, your father is a devil to him. And Simonite, what did he call her? A dog. And she was asking for a miracle from the Son of God. We don't give food to the dogs. He's referring to the woman. Erica has no common sense, no logic, giving too much freedom and thinking cell phones can work. 
It's not going to work. It can't work. And you better be looking at this right now. The next clip we got touches on something of a different subject, but at the end, I'm going to tie both of these clips together of why this is important and why this is being brought up to you. This is about Chick-fil-A, their success, and why they are what they are. Like, we've said it before, we'll say it again. If you don't like the laws, change the laws. Yeah. Right. Elect well, people they to did, change them. They did in Texas. Remember in San Antonio when they wanted to put the Chick-fil-A in the airport? Mm-hmm. They changed the laws there. <laughs> they made it National Chick-fil-A Day. Yes. And uh, Chick-fil-A, you know, things have changed there in Texas when it comes to Chick-fil-A. There are a lot of people that don't want to go to Chick-fil-A because they don't like their stance. There are a lot of people that love it. They're closed on Sundays. When you're going through the airport on a Sunday mm-hmm. and you crave Chick-fil-A, it's you know it's closed. Yep. You're going to have to eat someplace That's else. Right. Well, Chick-fil-A is actually in the news because the CEO, Dan Cafe, uh, who apparently promised his father, Truett Cafe, uh, years ago, that the family would always be faithful to uh, the upbringing that they had in their family, that they'd be closed on Sundays, and they would continue their philanthropy work. He said he signed a covenant with his yeah. father. Yeah, here's uh, one of the here's part of that covenant. He says we will be faithful to Christ's lordship in our lives. We will prayerfully seek His leadership in all major decisions that impact our family and others, our family roles as spouses to our lifelong mates, parents to our children, and loving aunts and uncles will be our priority. Chick-fil-A was uh, just recently announced as the number one fast food chain in America, again, according to the American Customer Satisfaction Index. I heard Carly this morning reporting on the story, and she said that Chick-fil-A loses a billion dollars a year because they're not closed on Sunday. I think it's wonderful. They give a lot to the church and a lot to charity. And, you know, as a Christian, I think it's beautiful. My great-grandmother, she was one of those that refused to do anything on Sunday. And she, like, wouldn't watch. She called on the story. She wouldn't watch soap operas. She wouldn't play cards. They didn't drink. She was just so traditional and followed what she thought was was the law, mm-hmm. what the Bible said. But I think it's beautiful. I think, you know, it's it's hard to do this day and age because people think the bottom line, they think about profits. They also, you know, on Sundays, yeah. it's it's a day, it should be a day of rest, but it's a day we all kind of do some yard work or do laundry or whatever. Or watch football. There are a lot football. of people believe you shouldn't. <laughs> Is that effort? I don't know. They're allowed no, to do this. But, the, it's, but it's a great point. Part of the covenant was also not taking the, pu- the, the company public. Right. Because when you do that, you're beholden to shareholders. A zillion dollars. You can make a ton more money in addition to working on Sundays. It's why people love Chick-fil-A. It's because of the values and great food, by the way, and Chick-fil-A sauce. But it's also why the left demonizes them so heavily and says, no, no, you're not a faith-filled company. You're a bigoted company. And they target them time and time again. It reinstills my faith in this country when you see how successful they've been because people respond to that truth of the the company and they continue. It reminds me of the Equinox story. A lot of Democrats wanted wanted people to pull out of their membership at SoulCycle and Equinox Mm -hmm. because one of the supporters is a Trump, Trump supporter. But it's such a good product, people are not going to leave it when the product is that good. And it's just mm-hmm. like Chick-fil-A. Some people don't agree with their philosophies, mm. but they're still going to eat it because it's that good. <laughs> Look at that right there. And by the way, if you travel to New York City during the summer months or in the winter months and you stop by the Fox News channel, across the street yeah. is the <laughs> single Midtown Chick-fil-A. Grab it, feels it like- and then come get a hug from Janice right here. It feels like a Chick-fil-A morning. It, it does indeed. <laughs> anyway. Oh, we'll have to buy Chick-fil-A this morning. Maybe. We'll do it. Why is this connected to the previous clip? Because it gives a perfect example of what's going to be here and what's not going to be here. What you just heard was a billion dollars is lost by being closed on Sunday. But that's not accurate. If you want to calculate what they're making per day, you figure that, you can figure it that way. But it's not true. 
They're making more money because they are closed on Sunday. To give you an example, what I mean about this billion dollars loss is false, what they're saying, by David Green, who owns Hobby Lobby, decided to close on Sundays. And he said, I just believe that if God is able to make 90% of a tithing person's salary go further than 100%, he is able to make six days better than seven. You know what Hobby Lobby did? They closed down and their profits went down for a few months. But the next year showed the highest percentage of profit in our history. Once we did what we knew we were supposed to do, profits took off. There's no question Hobby Lobby's been blessed, and there's no question whatsoever to be named the number one fast food restaurant is at the top in the whole nation. You think that's by chance? No. Our lady is showing this. She said, June 25th, I am preparing you for new times to renew the face of the earth. You think cell phones are going to be here? You think companies that open on Sunday is going to be here? No, I'll tell you what our lady is going to be here. Only the glory of God remains. Chick-fil-A glorifies God. Cell phones don't glorify God. They're going away. They're not going to stay here. Why? Because the lady said, only the glory of God remains. And you know what precedes that? Because I've said this over and over and over. Our lady said, everything around you is passing. That means cell phones. And everything is falling apart. That which doesn't glorify God, because she follows that saying, only the glory of God remains. They were talking about Texas in the airport. They had to pass a law so that Chick-fil-A can be there and close on Sundays. Atlanta wanted them to come in, but they had to be open Sundays. You know what they said? No, thank you. If you go into Atlanta Airport, Chick-fil-A is there. See, they defy, even in this situation, they're living the future. What do investors do? They're always looking into the future. What's the next big thing? How do I make money? How do we make profit? They're anticipating what's going to take off in the future to profit by it. I want to be living in the future. The messages say change your direction now. We will be here. What we live. How we live. So why do you want to keep your cell phones? Well, I have to have it. Oh, you do? Well, the future world is not going to. I'm telling you not. Because those things do not glorify God. They're diabolical. They stop so much prayer, so much contemplation, and they stop thinking because it thinks for you. You heard what Larry said, that you can get any answer in five seconds instead of thinking about it or looking or learning it. We're dumbed down. The Erica's out there are dumbed down think this is necessary, that we have to have it, and we live in a different time. That's garbage. Our Lady said, November 6, 1982, I have prayed. The punishment has been softened. Repeated prayers and fasting reduces punishments from God, but it is not possible to avoid entirely the chastisement. Why? Because people won't give the diabolical little God they have in their hand. And I don't say just that cell phone. I'm talking about everything that doesn't glorify God. And our lady continues, go on the streets of the city, count those who glorify God and those who offend him. And then she has this, God can no longer endure that. 
in the point man guide, it talks about Jesus saying about their worship and they were trying to kill a goat for a woman who was in childbirth and who was dying and they were offering that. God made the God that they were carrying in their parade melt down and catch on fire. He confronted them and the goat had been cut to pieces. Jesus healed them. Actually, Jesus took the goat with them. And he said, there's no gods, no gods before me. And these cell phones, this electronic system is godless. And it is leading us away from God, away from prayer, away from sacrifice, away from contemplation, away from thinking, away from everything that is Christian virtue. And so you say, I don't accept that. Well, our lady said, God can no longer endure that. So Our Lady says on June 25th, fresh again, 2019, renew the face of the earth. You people who own companies, you people who are in CEOs, you people who are way up, why are you letting your company continue the way it is? Well, it'd be radical changes for me to change. Well, you're going to have some radical changes if you don't change. You want to survive? You make your company glorify God. We're in some things right now we're doing. We won't apologize. We're not doing it for dollars. We're doing it for glorified God to spread the messages further in the general public. And we're going to reach people we never reached before. We don't care whether people like it or not. We want the protection of doing God's work and going forward. This is why this mission has flourished. Because we don't use these things. And what we use in high tech, it doesn't use us. Because our homes are clean from these things. We contain it. We use it. It doesn't use us in the story. And it's obvious hearing what you're saying, especially as we heard in the clip earlier, that these things, particularly the cell phone, for example, is definitely a god because every means is being used to justify keeping it. And the emergency means of the school shootings and so forth. Just curious to get your understanding of this. What percentage or what do you think The percentages of school shootings are caused because we have cell phones. If we did not have these things, would there even be school shootings? You make a valid point. It aids into it. They video themselves. The guy that just walked in Walmart, who the off-duty farmer stopped, was videoing himself going in there. They broadcast these things. They want to be known. There's no good fruit coming from this except a loss of peace. The interruptions this bring to life is constant. We don't have those. We're busy enough. Why would he even want those things? You have to make all these changes now. As I said, people who make a lot of money have anticipated accurately the future. We've got something more than guessing about profiting. We have the messages, which shows us how to profit by the future. And the perfect example was the billion-dollar loss is not. They're making billions of dollars and where they are because they did give that up. They're making more money, as David Green said, through six days rather than seven days. So, yes, this is challenging. This may scare you. And you may say, well, I'm scared to make such radical changes in my company. No, you should be scared not to do that because it will pass. It's going to. Your company, its purpose is to be glorifying God. Have the Ten Commandments up there. Have crucifixes in your offices. Have in your waiting rooms the Bible. I don't care if you sell airplane parts or a car dealership. 
Everything needs to reflect who made everything. The cars was nothing but minerals and dirt 200 years ago. God made that physics to manifest to what it is, and he is due the adulations for it, not man. Once again, you are hearing a friend of Medjugorje give a great challenge to believers all over the world. He will conclude shortly. First, all believers should take up the challenge to live differently and to glorify God with our lives and businesses. The very first step toward this is your weekly or monthly tithe. This work of God through the Caritas Mission needs your daily prayers and your faithful financial support. Begin to live differently by becoming a field angel and tithing 5% to the Caritas Mission. God will richly bless you, your family, and your business. To begin your weekly or monthly tithe as a field angel, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. When dialing from outside the United States, dial 001-205-672-2000. You can also sign up online by visiting medj.com spelled M-E-J dot com. Click on Donate and choose a weekly or monthly recurring donation. When signing up over the phone or online, be sure to mention today's broadcast and the CD number CD2462MJ. A friend of Medjugorje will gladly share with you a free copy of today's broadcast to spread to others. Thank you for your faithful support. Now, here is a friend of Medjugorje to conclude. So take these words to heart. In the Bible, God tells Moses that he will go through the land, executing judgment against the gods of Egypt. We are there. It happened once before in the Bible, many times. That one quote tells you that, and it's going to happen again, except this is different. This is much on a bigger scale. September 2nd, 2011, Our Lady says, I gave my son to you, and I'm giving him to you anew. Do you hear that? She was on the earth 2,000 years ago. She's referring to that. I gave my son to you and am giving him to you anew. She is here for the second coming. She's got to crush the serpent's head. It is there in that sentence. It's that statement. And then she adds, my son has brought you, the people of the entire world, to know the only truth, God and his love. So if it doesn't glorify God, don't think you can opt out because this doesn't pertain to you. Our Lady said, the people of the entire world to know the only truth of God and his love. And a little bit later in that message, she says, do not wander, do not close your heart before that truth. And that's when she comes and says, everything around you is passing, everything has fallen apart, only the glory of God remains. Shock yourself to sense common sense because she said the light of my son is common sense. So I would add that to prayer. Think 
contemplate and have common sense. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.